All right, we are live. Welcome to another afternoon edition of Elevate Your Grind, brought to you by the Cannabis Lab. As always, I am your lovely, lovely host, Todd Rosales, taking you on an exquisite journey to the industry that we call cannabis. And that is me trying to be something more entertaining than I really am, as I'm going to come to you every afternoon, folks. But we've got a great week of shows for you. Uh, obviously, we had an awesome conversation yesterday with Roz McCarthy. Unfortunately, because Roz is one of the busiest people in the world, and we can see that, she was coming to us from her car, and we lost her on little bits and pieces here and there. But the information that Roz provided was incredibly valuable, and we can see more of her this Thursday at 420 and our, uh, leading our diversity panel with some awesome names in the industry. If you want to check that out, go to joinclab.com. You can register for that event and use the uh, promo code CLAB100. We'll let you in for free. Um, again, that's going to be Roz leading the diversity panel at 4.20 p.m. Tomorrow, we've got a great show for you. We're going to be live at 5 p.m. Eastern. And then on Thursday, we're going to be live after our panel at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. So a little bit of a switch for most of you. But tomorrow we have Derek Duchenne from Exactus Hemp. And then on Thursday, a very, very good friend of mine. She is an actual friend, not just the business term friend, Halston Puchek. She is going to join us. She is the producer for the Hoban, Hoban Minute. She's the chief marketing officer for the Hoban Law Group. And she is one of the kindest and nicest people that I have met in the cannabis industry. So I'm really excited to have Halston on, get into some real conversations and talk about both of our experiences with podcasting and everything else. All right, folks. Well. It's no secret that we're in the middle of a pandemic. And unfortunately, with what's going on with that is people are losing their jobs and they're looking for opportunities. And, you know, it's an unfortunate thing. But as you know, by watching the show, and if you're watching the show, you're probably in the industry. Our industry has been deemed essential and the companies in our industry are growing and they're hiring and they're hiring a much, much quicker than a lot of other companies out there. So now is more than a time than ever. If you wanted to focus on getting a job in the cannabis space or you wanted to join this industry, now is the time to do it. On that note, today we have somebody who can help you do it. And if you're looking to hire, we have somebody who can help you do that. Someone who has been in the staffing industry for a very long time, has seen a ton of success in this industry, knows it better than most people. And he is now turning his focus to the cannabis space he is a friend of a good friend of mine, John Rapetti. Thank you very much for making this happen. Please welcome the founder and CEO of both Genesis and Blaze Staffing, Thomas Meredith. Tom, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I look forward to uh, sharing my expertise and knowledge with the group. Oh, absolutely. We're very glad to have you. And I know that you're new to the C-Lab, crew, uh, C-Lab group. So we, we welcome your knowledge and, and can't wait to learn more about what you're doing. Now, when I told Rob who we were having on the show today, I made the joke that you've been in staffing since Jesus needed apostles, but obviously you're not that old. But this is something that you've done for quite some time. I, if I recall correctly, looking at your background, you kind of did this even before starting your own company, correct? Correct. Um, uh, we've been Gen- uh, the, the original company, which is Genesis Global Workforce Solutions, has started in 1999. Um, we have evolved greatly since that time. We came into the industry, uh, and um, the, the co-founder was someone that came from the industry. Pretty much, you know, has been in the industry for over 40 years and brought a lot of knowledge and, and success. I worked. Um, on both sides of the fence. I actually worked in corporate America for companies like IBM, Xerox, LexisNexis for 
um, the first part of my career. Uh, hired a lot of people through staffing agencies, learned that business from a perspective of a client um, and a candidate. Obviously, I've been placed multiple times through staffing agencies. Mm-hmm. was really attracted to the philosophy of the company uh, or the, the foundation of who wanted to start Genesis with us and um, had an opportunity to shift, move from a corporate environment to my entrepreneur skill sets and joined um, Genesis in 2001. I am the CEO of Genesis now, and we have evolved from a one-service company to a multi-platform service provider, uh, and then we're located in not only all the states in the continental U.S., but in seven countries. So uh, through that 20-year span, we've been able to capitalize on many opportunities. Many industries have placed hundreds or thousands of people in jobs and serviced the who's who in multiple industries. We're excited to be coming into the cannabis industry now. Very cool. I want to back up to that moment where you decided, okay, I'm going to leave corporate America and go on my own entrepreneurial journey because this fascinates me, right? Um, There are a lot of people who are in your shoes that are very good at what they do, but they do it for somebody else. And no matter how good you are and how much expertise you have and how successful you are, and you can make a great career and be very successful working for somebody else, there comes a level of comfort with that right? Where there's always that fallback, where there's someone that you're working for, somebody else that, that maybe might take the blame if something goes wrong or anything else. Um, and you also know that, listen, for most of us in performance-based jobs, there's some kind of salary. It's not much compared to what we make on commission, but it's there and, and you have benefits and everything else. The next day when you decide that you're going to start your entrepreneurial journey, none of that is there anymore. It's just you with your knowledge, your skill set, and your experience, and you don't have the reputation of the bigger firm and everything else. It's a scary moment, but it's the people who decide to make that journey are the ones that tend to be more successful. Bring us back to that moment and what that was like for you going for the comfort of working for a bigger organization. Then all of a sudden, boom, you might have a partner, but you're basically on your own and you've got to you basically, you have to make it work because there is no plan B at that point. I feel that moment even today because it's a big instrumental part of my own professional career. I was taught early on that you go into corporate America, you get a stable salary, you have the comforts of what they so-called security of what those positions provide to you. The confidence that I had to make that jump, I, I, you know, it was a very hard decision because there was a lot of fear. A lot of fear of all the things that you just mentioned. I was giving up a lot. I didn't have base salaries, benefits, 401ks, things that you traditionally are taught are the securities to your life, to your lifeline, to your career. Um, I did have a very successful sales and sales leadership career in those companies I mentioned, where I was very confident that I've jumped in both uh, multiple industries and could perform there. That was the driving factor that I, I found myself that you know, when given my own ability without restrictions of red tape, I could perform and perform to a level where the people I were working for would cap me or stop me. That was my driving force. The truth of the matter is, is that when I finally made the decision, it was a put your eggs in all in basket, all in one basket and hope for the best. And it was not an easy journey. Everyone thinks that they look at our company now, which is a multi-million dollar global company that pretty much myself and my partner have built. Um, and they look back to that day one where we didn't have that. We, <laughs> we had some established relationships. Uh, we had one service to sell. 
Um, the, per, uh, the partner that had that vision had experience doing it. But me personally, it took me nine months of uh, 12 hour days, if not more, literally getting in my car, going back and forth to work, trying to develop new relationships, trying to find new opportunity. And I didn't make my first placement or my first deal for nine months. So you can imagine during that nine month period, that, that fear of, oh, did I make the wrong mistake? Am I going to lose my house? Am I going to lose, uh, not support my family? Um, and I can tell you the moment that that first deal came in, it was like a flush. It was almost that breaking point where we decided, should I go back and start interviewing? And did I make the wrong mistake? Am I not cut out for this? But the moment that deal dropped, it kind of was the light at the beginning of the tunnel for me, where uh, from there on, it was like, okay, that euphoria hit. And that pipeline that I built and that confidence that that built didn't turn. I never looked back. I just started really playing off of that. And it just went back to the original reason why I got in this. I had confidence in my own skills and it laid that foundation. But, you know, the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that if I were talking to someone that was looking to get in the cannabis industry, similar to what I went through, I get it. I know what you're going to go through and you have to invest the time and believe in it. I believe it will happen if you have the skill sets to do it. I can only imagine, you know, the conversations around month seven, and month eight is, hey, you know, we've got these great executives for you. Actually, we have one who's a skilled recruiter, um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> might need a job pretty soon. Just throwing Be yourself free. into the mix. <laughs> I'll give you that person for free. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I remember I had a friend of mine who had a job posting and I sent him I'm like, Hey, I know someone who would be perfect for this. He's like, Oh, send over the resume. I'm like, it, it's me. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I can only imagine those conversations in month seven and eight. So you guys have been incredibly successful building this company over the past. I'm not good at math 21 years so far. And now you're turning your talents towards the cannabis space. What attracted you to the space besides it just being a new industry that is, I mean, listen, we, there are tons of pun in this industry, but growing like a weed, right? Companies are deemed essential. They're being successful. People are consuming more and more, the more they're locked in their house and these companies need to expand. And I think it's incredible. What turned your attention, you know, besides our good friend, John, what turned your, your attention to the cannabis space? Two things. Um, we've done this before. We've started out in um, kind of a legal and insurance industry and, each industry that we've gone into and uh, evaluated uh, and, and kind of assessed, we've always been successful at. We've walked into the entertainment industry and been very successful. We work mo with most of the major studios across the country. We've walked into the technology sector and been very successful with those companies. Cannabis is the next generation of opportunity. There is so much prediction and, and opportunity for uh people to come in both as employers and employees. That's just a natural fit for us. We believe we're going to be able to bring a very successful infrastructure and put it into an industry that is at its infancy stage. This is a true ground up opportunity for us. And that's really attractive because not too many times in someone's life do they have a true ground opportunity experience to uh, come in and set a foundation and establishment. The second piece was the collaboration of, of, of Blaze is not just a recruiting firm. We have uh, partners that have come in that have been Genesis clients before that uh, are, are looking at the cannabis industry from a, a capital and a financial uh, financial perspective. We have people coming in from um, a perspective of business owners. So that confidence of knowing the industry from 
from pretty much from field to retail is, is allowing us to look at it and say, this is the piece that's really necessary for us to plug in our platform to. So it, it's when put on paper, it made a lot of sense that Genesis would come in and create a new entity specifically for the industry, bring all that previous experience and success, but have uh, partners that are going to help us guide through the industry needs. Those two plug together. I'm looking forward to what that potential might bring. Very cool. I'm looking forward to it as well. I, I was hoping you can educate me a little bit here because when I look at, at utilizing a staffing company, I've never had to, right? I've, I've always just been in sales and, and staffing has not been my thing outside of hiring my own sales staff. You know, I'm a big fan of bringing on third-party organizations that focus on what they do and do it well because for someone like me in the roles that I've had, you kind of, I don't want to say that you almost interviewing people kind of distracts from your day job, right? It's not what I focus on. I'm a salesperson, even CEOs and everything else. They have certain tasks that they're good at. Interviewing and dealing with human capital management is not a skill set that a ton of people have. So to find a company to focus on it to me is very appealing. On the other side of the thing, on the other side of the coin, what I'm interested in is how you guys figure out who would be a right fit for that company's culture and how you get ingrained with that company's culture to figure out who would be out of all the candidates that you can potentially bring to the table, bring to that corporation to really add value to them, right? I'm really interested in how you align yourself and figure out not only from a skill set what they're looking for, but also from a personality standpoint, if that person would be a good fit. And that really is the differentiator from a successful staffing agency to a mediocre one or one that's not going to make it. Um, there's obviously one component that we use is technology. There's all sorts of assessments that can be done to, like we could run you through it and it'll show based on personality traits and desires, kind of what you as the potential candidate might be prone to do just based on who you are. Um, is it a salesperson type person? Is it someone that likes to take initiative and be creative? Is it someone that's more comfortable sitting behind and needs a massive team just to participate in? Those general assessments on personality are pretty critical. That interview process and that personal relationship, it's the our ability in the 20 years of, of honing those skills, of creating those relationship elements and understanding not only what the client wants, I mean, the client's going to be very specific. It's not just job requirements and, and, and skill sets. You really have to know how to ask the right questions to figure out what the cultural fit is. And there is some learning curve, no matter what, who, how experienced you are when you go into a new company. Um, our objective is to try to get that to a point where um, we're presenting two to three candidates per opening and the client's aren't making the decision anymore whether or not, oh, this is the person that always will be qualified to the position. It's more of who fits our culture best and who's going to fit within our component. Watching that is like any other data that you analyze. You start seeing patterns. And when you create a relationship with a client, we're not looking for a one and done where, hey, let's fill something, collect our fee and move on. It's never been the formula of our success. Our formula of success is really looking them as an outsourced partner. And we have the track record and history to prove that where each search makes us better and more confident as a partner compared to our competition. We start getting that rec realization to that they recognize that, wow, you know, Genesis, which will now be Blaze, 
really invest time in understanding who we are and finding us the right people and vice versa. Placing the wrong person in the wrong position does no one good. It's a triple mm-hmm. loss. It does the person hiring them. It's costing them money and time. It damages us as a staffing firm's reputation and, and future business. And of course, if you've ever been in a position that you didn't like, you know how that feels. And it's a horrible feeling. So having that ability to link those three together are critical for us uh, to the point where we've become experts for it. Um, at one point of our relationship for four years, we actually ran the uh, internship program of a major global movie studio. Think about that. We were the Great. first impression they were making to their, for, uh, their future talent. If that doesn't define how well we are at identifying culture, nothing will. I mean, they literally said the first, our, the next generation of our talent is going to actually come through this agency. We're going to screen and vet them and, and run their programs for us. And uh, we've done that multiple times in multiple industries. So it kind of it's going to be easier to do for us to understand. You know, it's going to be easy to find positions and people in this industry. But each company is going to represent a different culture, and making sure we're placing them in that right place is what's going to be our true value to our clients. That that's incredible that they would trust you guys to to deal with the interns, especially like you said, that's going to be the first impression. And you know, talking about the the assessments that you mentioned in the beginning, I think if I were to go through one, they'd say, yeah, he's good in his own house by himself talking to people through a camera. So I think I'm I'm good where I am, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So we, when we focus on the cannabis industry, you know, I think it, it's really interesting, right? Because I don't know the formula that makes a successful cannabis executive or even employee at this point, right? When I look at the folks that are doing well in this industry, they come from so many different backgrounds, whether it's technology or PR or marketing or healthcare or lawyers and attorneys, right? Um, we've had so many great executives and owners on this show that have such a diverse background that I couldn't say, yeah, I think if we looked at this industry, it, it translates well, right? And especially when you look at um, cannabis companies along the entire supply chain, I'm sure people look at it and think, oh, it's farming and retail or it's this and that. Where have you guys seen the most need in the cannabis space for staffing opportunities? Is it at the executive level? Is it at the the worker level? Is it across the board? I'm just trying to, I'm curious to see where those needs are coming from. Sure. And I think it's equally across the board, but need is defined differently. Need at the, at kind of the, um, the, the, the worker level or the, 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 the labor level. Of course, there's need for that. The ability to find people that want to do that type of work and make sure that we find them the right component. That's constant need. So we're gonna have a team focused on just generating candidate after candidate, making sure that those candidates that go into those type of roles understand the demand of those type of positions and that they're gonna be comfortable with what they're going to do. It will benefit them and their clients. On the executive level, um, the need for some a good leaders in every aspect of your organization is critical. Human capital is the one element that makes or breaks a company. You can have the best product, the best uh, technology, you can have the best component, best business plan, but once it comes to execution, if you have the wrong people doing it, you see it every day in every industry when companies that look like they're phenomenal and should have a great success fail, mm-hmm. it's usually brought back down to who was leading this company and what mistakes did they make or what characteristics didn't make them successful. So, um, 
demand is going to be consistent across the board. It's just going to be a little bit different of how it's defined and, and, and how it's filled. That, that's really interesting. And I mean, there are a ton of examples of companies that we thought were, that seemed like they were the, the first movers and coming out ahead. And, and fortunately, they're dealing with a lot of issues, lack of capital and everything else now, and they're, they're not going to exist much longer. Um, you know, I think it's interesting to look at that. One of the things that I imagine would be something that happens in the cannabis space much more so than anywhere else. Um, Carson, I'm sorry to keep repeating the quote that you said on this show, but everybody in the cannabis space seems to be here because they're passionate. They're not here because they think they can make a ton of money working for a cannabis company, maybe founding one, sure. But you know, she had said, we're not bankers. We're all here because we want to be here. Do you see people going after jobs that they may or may not be overqualified for just because they want to get their foot in the door and they want to get into this industry? And is that an issue that we're, we're dealing with here? Yeah, and that's usually what's going to happen at, a, at an industry that's at its infancy. You're going to see people gateway into these roles that typically, wherever they're coming from, might be stepping down to be able to get into this industry. And that's not uncommon. I've been able to, because uh, normally if you're staying within your industry and you're trying to migrate, reg- regardless if it's cannabis or any other industry, if you're in the medical profession and you're now saying, oh, I'm actually really good at technology, and you're trying to go for an equal role, the odds of you actually, because all things uh, holding consistent, normally the company and the technology company is going to find someone similar to you that actually has more experience than what you do. So they would typically go with the person with more experience in their industry. It's just, okay, all things equal, let's go with the one that has more experience. Here, and then what would happen to get into it, you probably would have to get, you know, accept the fact that you have to migrate down a position uh, to get into that industry if you truly desire it. If the company's willing to take that risk and say, okay, an overqualified person at this role, but uh, we met them, they have a lot of potential, we'll allow them to come into our company and, and do this because we see great futures for them. It's ha- I do that all the time. Uh, the risk factor is, is they'll get in that role, realize that they're overqualified, get bored and leave. Um, but that's, you know, that's something that um, if the passion's there, it won't happen. It, it happens all the time. In, in this industry, yeah, I, you're, you're you're in level one. You're coming in right at the bottom floor. I see a lot of that's going to have to happen to come into it. You're going to be getting people that come into a marketplace that want to get into it. And there's going to be other people like them. And, and it's that passion's going to separate them from their comp- competition to get into these roles. Um, as the industry matures, so will the workforce, and, and you'll see that flow as well. But I actually am looking for those passionate people. Those are the ones that set the forefront. Uh, and it'll be easily screamed if their passion soon <laughs> turns to dismay and they want out within five to six months. I'd question that passion. You know, I would just say, was that really an industry you want to go into? And you just heard my story about not selling it for nine months. That's passion. <laughs> passion yeah. makes you stick to it and, and become successful. So um, I I, I think that in any infancy uh, industry, that's going to be uh, the, the formula for a lot of these roles. No, and we've seen that firsthand. I mean, obviously, there, there's a, a pool of passionate people that you can access here at C Lab, and I'm, you know, we're excited to have you to some of the physical events if if we're ever able to do those again. I know that you guys are based down here, so I'm very happy to do that. Oh, talk to me about the process. You know, we so. Um, and maybe I'm asking on behalf of the C-Lab organization, right? We are a ton of people that are focused on the cannabis industry in some way, shape, or form. A lot of us are 
working for service providers and dragging our companies into the cannabis space because we see the opportunity. We see that it's been deemed essential. We see that these organizations are growing and they're bringing in money and they're spending money to grow. You know, if you, if I knew somebody who was passionate about this industry and they were either successful or not, what, you know, how do they go about working with a company like yours to get placed? Well, I look at it and like to compare it to the sports industry. It's like getting an agent to represent you for free. Um, everyone thinks that on the client side, you know, just as you mentioned when we started the, the, the program, you don't, you know, you do what you do on a daily basis and it takes up most of your time. You don't have time to go out and resource, uh, search mm-hmm. databases, interview and go with that process. Candidate is in the same position. They're not going to be able to have the same relationship as a recruiter in the industry to multiple companies that might be of interest to them. They're not going to be able to individually go out and vet what what are those opportunities. The more choices you have, the better selection that you're going to make. So to contact a company like Blaze is fairly simple on the candidate side. It's simply introducing yourself and your resume to the company. And a good staffing agency will embrace that. They'll reach out to you personally and Hopefully you'll have a resume and, and walk through opportunities they currently have, opportunities that might match your interest, kind of vet you against that, give you advice on on what career paths might be of interest to you. And then more importantly, you go back to doing whatever you're doing. And if they're doing their job correctly, they're presenting opportunities for you to evaluate. Um, and that's really the key relationship between a staffing agency and a prospective candidate. If you don't have that relationship with your recruiter, then I would continue looking for a recruiter that maybe you can find that because most candidate recruiting relationships are lifetime relationships. I've got people that are executives now, C-level executives in major corporations. 20 years ago, I got them their first job. They still call me with their contract negotiations. I don't get a fee for it because that relationship we established over the 20 years, it's a trust factor. They're like, this person is different. He helped me migrate my way up to these levels of positions and they just feel very confident. You know, you got me my first job, my second job, my third job. I got you and my company to do the services and my contracts are coming up. I still rely on you, my attorney and my agent to get me these positions. So those are the type of ways that I would envision candidates working with an agency, not only in the cannabis industry, but any industry. So, you know, I, I, again, let's harp on that point because, you know, I brought it up and then you, you expanded on it. You know, someone who may have a full-time job or even if they're trying to do some stuff on the side in addition to their full-time job, yeah, they don't have the ability to continue to search job boards and, and everything else to find opportunity. I can tell you, I, I always keep a pulse on on the cannabis jobs that are here in Florida. Um, just with the entrepreneurial thing, there's always that fear of, is this going to work out or not? And you always want to potentially, you don't want to have a plan B, but sometimes it's nice to look to see if there is one out there when you have those downtimes. And, you know, the opportunities down here tend to be scarce. A lot of them are in retail or on the agricultural side of things. Um, and then when sales or marketing or financial opportunities come up, the jobs that are a little bit higher level, I'm sure the amount of competition is extremely strong for them. You know, listen, I don't know. And I know that you have great relationships in the industry. How much more likely would someone be to just be considered for that role by leveraging a staffing company like Blaze, as opposed to just going through LinkedIn or Indeed or one of these many job sites. You know, when we're going through these job sites as candidates, are there algorithms that are just 
dismissing us immediately because of the way we answer questions. Like, is there a chance that if I'm going through LinkedIn or Indeed or one of these other sites that I'm not even getting to the recruiter's desk because of the the protections that they have in place versus maybe with you getting walked right into the office? And it's exactly that. It's not only the algorithms, it's the fact of quantity. Uh, I can guarantee you that someone on a job search that's submitting through job boards, their biggest frustration is that they never hear anything back. And that's the first thing we hear as recruiters is, well, I submitted my resume in there, there, and there, and no one's called me back. Because on the other end, there's thousands of resumes that are impossible to go through. If you're working with a recruiter, a recruiter's whole business model from a staffing perspective is that the employer or the person making the hiring relationship already has agreed to outsource that to that agency. So the jobs are available. So it's not whether or not you're going to get on the desk of the recruiter. It's going to be whether or not this is the right jobs for you or does the recruiting agency have jobs that meet your background. So the reason you want to work for a recruiter is that it's it's straight process. Recruiters are not going to call you to give you a, a perspective of maybe I'll find you a job. They're going to have yeah. positions for you. And if you're the right candidate and the job doesn't exist, they should have the relationships within the company to present you. I would take someone like you and say, hey, I've got this great guy that's great on film, knows the industry. I uh, see that you have a, a VP of marketing position. Looks like he's qualified. How about giving him an interview? See, give it a shot like that. That's the type of perspective that a good recruiter should do. I'm sold. Let's do it. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, listen, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm ashamed it took me till 34 years old to figure out that, you know, for the past 14 years, I should have been working with a recruiting company to find positions instead of just, uh, you know, grinding it out on my own just to, to make it to me, it seems like a no brainer to work with an organization like Blaze from a candidate side. What is it? Even, it, it there's no loss for them to work with a company like Zero. this, correct? There's no cost. There's no loss. It would, wouldn't make sense not to do it. I mean, because at the end of the day, ultimately, we're all responsible for our own career path and our own career decisions. I'm a believer is that the, as many tools as I can have to complete a task that's going to help me effectively and efficiently make that task work, I'm going to utilize. And this is one that they don't have to pay for. It takes no risk to connect with a recruiting company to hear about opportunities and potentially get a job. Very cool. So I think we've established the fact that if you're looking for a job in the industry, it's no brainer that you should work with a recruiting firm. On the other side of that coin, obviously, there's a ton of advantage for employers to work with a company like yours as well. Now, I haven't got into this with John, but he, he, he explains it a lot when we're on phone calls and we're talking to people in the organization, but that Blaze has the ability to be the employer of record for some of these companies. Now, given the the complexity of employment and tax and everything else in the cannabis space, how important is something like that in this space? And what is the advantage of it? Can you kind of explain it to us? Cause I, I, I'll be honest, I don't really know much about it. Absolutely. And this is, this is a service and this is kind of that evolution I was talking to you about that Genesis did prior to becoming a uh, blaze in the cannabis industry. Um, this is not a staffing service. This is more of a workforce solutions uh, product. Whereas, if, um, as a business owner, you're usually, you want to focus, depending on where you are in the cannabis industry, you want to focus on your primary components of, of running your business. And, and those usually are the ones that are generating sales, making awareness, whatever it's necessary to make your business successful. One of the most hardest parts of running a business 
is the is the employee aspect. There's so much related to having an employee, and we'll start with the basic, which from the payroll perspective, from a compliance perspective, meaning that um, is this person appropriately, do I have the right workman's comp clone? Did I classify them correctly? Uh, will I have to come back and pay taxes, uh, back taxes, or deal with an IRS issue if I've misclassified them? Uh, human resource issues. Uh, um, those kind of factors are all within this employer of record solution that we've created. It literally allows a company to outsource that entire employer related elements to our company. They literally become uh, um, uh, employees of Genesis. However, they work at the client company as they, they would work at anywhere else. And it includes these factors. It includes, we run the payroll for them. We actually also pay all the federal employment tax. We take on all the employer-related liability. We take on all the employer-related risk. Our client companies no longer have to expand or invest in a human resource department. We handle all the human resource issues throughout the process. We go from onboarding throughout the process of the careers, and if necessary, uh, we can do the offboarding process. Um, so all this is inclusive in a rate that's pretty, it's a little bit higher than the standard payroll company's rate, but you get all much, all these other benefits. And we've done this so well over 20 years that it's evolved into a program where in our other industries, we are kind of the gold standard of the company to use. Our rates are probably um, the most cost-effective ones for major organizations to put their workforces under, because not only do we look at it from a perspective of the client, meaning the client gets all those outsourced risk and liabilities sent over to Blaze, we look at it from the pers perspective of the per participant. We're going to be able to offer them a healthcare program with a tier one provider. This could be a Cigna, uh, uh, United Healthcare, uh, at an affordable rate that normally a mid to small cap company that might be coming into cannabis, not gonna be able to afford uh, because it's all based on volume and size. So when we have combined workforces across the United States, we are able to provide these workers with lower rates. We're gonna be able to manage their uh, state mandated sick leaves. We're gonna be able to offer them PTO programs. We're gonna give them access to 401ks. We're gonna be able to track their PTO. These are all things that you normally hear at large scale companies. And as, a, as someone that grew up as a small business to a larger business, these were nightmares for us. And we just got to a point where um, in 2002, a major studio in California called us and this program didn't even exist at the time. Um, this is how it got, it's actually how it got created. They came to us and said, we actually have a workforce and it happened to be a contingent workforce that was coming in on a project base. We found them, so we don't need your staffing services. We've negotiated the pay rates. What we don't want to do is put them on our payroll or take the employer uh, liability of them. So we sat down and figured out, okay, what does that all entail? So we looked at what it entails to have employees, and we created this employer record program. Today, it's very common. It's very popular. There's many people that offer it. I would challenge anyone that is looking at Blaze and our competition to really look at the value of what that markup includes to both the client who's paying for it and the candidates that's receiving the benefits. Because I doubt if you're gonna find a program that's going to have such a low margin of cost with so many entitlements included in it. And that's the real key is that you have to take care of both parties. A lot of these other uh, companies that provide this service only look at it from the client's perspective. They cut the rate really low, you're not really sure what their compliance department is, what their risk evaluation is. Um, 
there are no benefits. And if it is, it's a doesn't cover anything. Um, there are no, you know, no, no programs of, of partnership where we're bringing this 20 year experience in other industries over to this industry where tomorrow someone could call Blaze Daffing and literally get rid of 90% of their headache. That, that's incredible. I mean, as someone who spends their time in managed, managed IT world, I completely understand where you're coming from by bringing on somebody who focuses 100% in the area that they do so you can focus on your mission. I mean, that's, that's uh, uh, something I've always lived by, right, is allowing these cannabis CEOs and executives to focus on their company, focus on what they do well, and take the normal day-to-day business stuff and bring in people to help. Um, I imagine these services, the employer of record services, are extremely beneficial in the cannabis space with, you know, the, the, the companies are still dealing with a Schedule 1 substance. They're still subject to 280E tax. They're paying payroll with, with cash for the most part. Access to banking is not very easy. Um, I couldn't even imagine how you pay benefits with, with cash or, or, you know, with um, money that you're making from a Schedule 1 substance. So I can imagine by working with a company like Blaze on these services, it takes a lot of the anxiety out of having to deal with all these complex issues off the plate of the executives. And it just kind of gives them peace of mind. I can only imagine that the CEOs that you work with are just like, you've made my life so much easier because I don't have to worry about these. I don't have to worry about paying my accountant to figure out my taxes correctly. I don't have to worry about my lawyer making sure that everything else is done too, that you kind of also help lower the spend in other areas as well. Huge. I mean, this is the, the time efficiency element of this service. This is our gold staple uh, program. It's If someone that's a business owner would sit down and listen to it, it won't take them very long to realize this, the benefits far outweigh any potential cost. And one of the unique elements in the cannabis industry that we were able to accomplish that I know is very hard to get is that we were able to attain workman's comp for cannabis workers. A lot of these carriers, because of what you mentioned, because of uh, the, you know, the, the, the different regulations around it, aren't issuing policies. The, the companies themselves can't get workman's comp policies. Uh, so if, they're look, if you're in that situation now and you've gone out your carrier and it's, if it's outrageously expensive and or you can't get it, you probably want to contact Blaze and um, uh, do a quick evaluation. Because the first thing we're going to do is vet your workforce. We're going to take a look at your process now and do a comparative study. This is a very easy decision process. It's not a, in my point, it's not even a sale anymore. You're literally lining up. Here's what it is today. Here's what it is. If we switch over to this program, if it makes sense, which I'm pretty sure it will. That will be a solution that you want to do. And if for some reason you've got a payroll department, you've got a human resource department, you've got the benefits, you're, you're working in multiple States. You don't have to re-register every time you go out. You're comfortable with the, additional regulatory uh, uh, compliance issues that are associated with cannabis industry. If you've got all that, then there are going to be few that don't need it. But I would say the majority of the companies, when they see the value of this and the time that it's going to save you to focus on your core business, let alone keep you compliant, it's a no brainer. I can only imagine, and not to, to continue to pitch on your behalf, but I imagine the companies that are operating in multiple states that your service is even more valuable because there are different employment laws across state lines. And not only that, different regulations when it comes to the cannabis industry across state lines as well, too. Are you working with a lot of companies that are multi-state operators? Yeah, I think that would be the, I mean, not, not restricting it if you're in the same state, there's value in the service, but 
there's an additional layer of benefit for multiple multiple state operators. Because every time, as you just mentioned, every time you go to a new state, there's risk and compliance. And depending on the state that you're working in, some of the states are changing their regulations almost monthly. Um, and since this is being fed off of uh, a company that's established for 20 years, most of our cost for the support the service is in both risk and compliance. That's where we have staffs that are constantly monitoring the employer mandated laws in the, all the states that we do business in. And some are, are, like I said, one just changed regulations this month during a COVID pandemic, made it harder to be an employer in their state and required more compliance. And this isn't even in the cannabis industries in general, that you don't want to skip two or three months of not being, you, know, you go blindly of not even being aware of that until you get <laughs> the, yeah. that letter in the mail of the uh, penalty and interest associated with that mistake. So that, that, that's a big feeding factor for a multi-state operator. Are you seeing the issues that folks are going to have to deal with now that a lot of workers are remote and working from home and, you know, maybe they're working on vacation? I saw an article and, and this is not something you're, you're aware of, that's fine. But, you know, if I were to go and rent a house in North Carolina and work out of North Carolina for the next two months, that I would potentially have to pay state income tax there or anything along those lines. Are you seeing issues starting to pop up with people being remote scenarios and not working from where they typically work from? Well, yeah, because that's not only in the cannabis industry, that's across the entire workforce industry. That's happening quite a bit. Um, our job as a, a workforce service provider is to allow the client and candidate or employee, to, quote unquote employee, uh, to, uh, mm. to, to communicate that. Because um, you're, you're absolutely correct. If you're working in a state collecting income in that state, that state is going to require a tax be paid. Um, it's it, just because you live in one area and work in the other, it's really where the work is being performed. Well, folks, if you're going to work remotely, don't post on social media. We don't need proof <laughs> of that. But uh, listen, you know, you've, you've had the opportunity to see a lot of employment trends in the cannabis space. You've seen opportunities. You have clients that are hiring and you're offering services across the board. Are there any trends or predictions or anything else you can make for this industry for the rest of the year and beyond or things that you're excited to see? I mean, the growth rate projections are exciting. Uh, the fact of how many jobs it's really going millions and millions of jobs over the next two to three years, uh, the acceptance and the expansion from state to state, to anyone looking at this particular industry and, and can't see the potential to both participate in it, provide services in it or work in it, doesn't really understand that it's going to be a big economic driver and it's going to only increase, not decrease. And with other industries that are maturing and decreasing, it, it, it's a logical approach to really look at this industry and want to participate in. I would be very excited at this point um, of coming into it and it, to me, it only seems to be getting easier and better, not harder and, and declining. No, I agree. I think the opportunities in cannabis are expanding. I think that a lot of people are seeing the opportunity. I think a lot of people who come from traditional business backgrounds are seeing that they can follow their passion in the cannabis space. I think it's a great place to be. And I would recommend that folks, if you're looking to get into this industry, have someone working on your behalf and, and look at companies like Blaze to do that for you. Um, 
shockingly, we, we've been talking for the better part of an hour already. It goes by extremely fast. Um, I really enjoy the conversation. Tom, let's tell the folks where they can find you and where they can get involved with Blaze or Genesis, depending on what they're looking for. So Genesis, it's simply a website where um, both of them really, the easiest way is always uh, contact us at the website um, uh, where you go out and you can actually submit your resume. And if you're a client, you can actually go out and submit your, um, uh, submit your, um, your request for jobs. So Genesis is at genesis-global.com. Um, so you would go out to the website and depending on who you are and what you are, that is how you would be able to, to make contact with us. And then, um, um, Blaze is at blazestaffingandrecruiting.com. I will verify no, that. No worries, man. We, it, listen, folks, you can find them through the Genesis Global site. We'll make sure that Tom's information is and in the comments. And that's what's powering it, so that's why I'm more comfortable with that component. Uh, we have a complete, fully staffed Blaze and, and staffing com- company, but um, but if they come to Genesis, we can get you into any industry. Well, listen, the, the folks who watch this show are fully aware of why we all have separate entities that focus on the cannabis space, right? We don't need your payment processors and everybody else to ditch you just because you want to help the cannabis industry. So folks, check it out at Genesis. It was Genesis-Global.com. Genesis-Global.com. Yep. I've uh, Tom, thank you so much for joining us today and for the insight. When we have in-person events again, we'd love to have you down to a C-Lab event, meet everybody, join us, talk more about how you can help out and really excited to have you around. Thank you for doing this. So thank you guys for the time. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. And thank you everybody at home. This has been another episode of Elevate Your Grind. Um, Remember, Thursday, Roz McCarthy is anchoring our diversity panel. We're going to talk about some great issues in the industry. Join C-Lab.com, C-Lab 100 to register for free. We want to see you there. Guys, this is definitely a panel that you're going to want to be in the Zoom meeting for. You're not going to want to watch it on Facebook because you're going to want to interact. You're going to want to ask questions. And hey, you get to network with all the great people in Cannabis Lab. So definitely check it out. Join us again tomorrow live at 5 p.m. Eastern, Facebook.com for Cannabis Group. I can't speak to get today either. So facebook.com slash business group. We're going to have Derek Duchenne from Exactus Hemp. And then Thursday at 6.30 PM with Halston Puchek of the Holman Law Group. Folks, this has been another episode of Elevate Your Grind, and we'll see you tomorrow.